God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. The Word of God says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are various wolves. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. You know, we thank you so much for your wonderful love. We thank you for knowing, dear Lord, that you are the one that holds those stars. The ones, dear Lord, that gives us the ability to be able to go on every day in our lives. And we know, dear Lord, every day of our life is something that is so precious. Something, dear Lord, that you give us to be able to live and be a part of. Bless us today, dear Lord, as we talk about this life. And how, dear Lord, as we go through the different stages of our life, dear Lord, that we learn more and more about the importance of leaning upon you and knowing that you are there with us. Bless us this morning. In your holy and sweetest name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. I want to share with you a few moments this morning on the meaning of life. The meaning of life. Now I want to tell you, if I had the true answer to that today, I'd be a millionaire, wouldn't I? Because everybody wouldn't come and see the preacher. Because the preacher's going to tell you exactly what the meaning of life is all about. When I say that, what comes to your mind? The meaning of life. Well, something I've realized in my life, the meaning of life changes over time, doesn't it? When you're young, all you can think about is what? Growing up, right? Want to do what? Graduate from elementary school, get through middle school, go to high school, go to college. I remember when I was real young, I didn't think I would ever turn 16. Y'all remember that? Just couldn't wait. Wanted to get that car, wanted to get out on the road. The only thing I forgot about that is when you get a car, not only do you have to get a car, but you have to get what? Insurance. And get, and well, I was still pretty excited, but Lord, it was a big expense. But that's what you think about, isn't it? Then you start thinking about when you're young, the meaning of life. I can't wait to leave home. I've got to get out and find out what I'm going to do, where I'm going to work, what I'm going to be, what's going to change in my life. I'm going to try to find somebody special. And then after all of that, you get your job, you get your house, maybe a couple kids, a dog, a fence around your yard, all those type of things. It goes from not that meaning of life to, well, you're sort of in that mid middle of your life, aren't you? What happens then? It goes away from you just thinking about yourself. Now all of a sudden you have what? Responsibilities. Not only are you taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your spouse, your, your kids. Sometimes you have to take care of your own parents as well. You have to do all of those type of things. So many things. You have to worry about paying the bills. You have to worry about the safety of the people around about you. You have all of those things and you work and you work and you work and you work. I remember those days of going to work. Seemed like you got up, you went to work, had a little nap. Then what'd you do? It's like Groundhog Day, isn't it? Over and over and over again. That's a busy stage of your life. Well, the next stage of your life is when you get a little older. And that's where the old preacher is right now. Things slow down, don't they? 
You start, and when you're young, you're thinking about the future. When you get a little older, older, you start thinking about the what? The past. And what has went on in your life. You start reminiscing about things. Y'all, I hear this a lot at my house. I don't know if y'all hear a lot. Do you remember when? Do you remember when we did? Remember that? Sheila and I found a whole bunch of old uh, pictures the other day and photo albums. Y'all remember those photo albums? That you'd go and you'd get the pictures made and you'd have them in your photo books and you go back and look. And we was looking through all those and I was remembering all of those things. You start thinking more about what is life all about. Well, life is living and knowing what's surround about you and being thankful, hopefully, for all the things that God has given you. And when you get to a certain age, you start thinking about, well, how many more days do I have what? Left. The meaning of life definitely changes, doesn't it? And it's constant in your life. And it constantly, every day that you live, the meaning of life does change. But one thing today that we should be all blessed about today and knowing is, in whatever stage we are in that meaning of life, praise be to God today that God is with you every stage. Amen? Praise be to God today that God has a plan in every stage of your life. Many of you are probably like me. I don't know how I ever made it through my teenage years, but God had a plan, right? I don't know how I made it with all of the bills and the worries and cares that I had when I was in the middle part of my life, but God had a plan. And I don't know how God is able to have me every day to get up and be able to move every day, but God has what? A plan in the stages of your life. One of the things I believe we should do in every stage of our life, God is with us and he wants to give us direction in how we live our life. He gives us some insights and some things that we need to have in our life to make us stronger. First of all, the meaning of life. Believe before you pray. Believe before you pray. Now that's important in every aspect of your life, isn't it? Listen to this scripture over in Matthew chapter 9, 27. It says, as Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy upon us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. When you pray, do you believe that your prayer is going to be answered? When you pray, in every stage of your life now, okay, do you believe when you pray that God hears and answers your prayer? You see, when you listen to the scripture I read to you right there, these two blind men, all of their life, they had had one goal in life. What was that? They wanted to be able to see again, didn't they? And I would say that they probably prayed about that when? Every day. Trying to find a way to be able to be able to see again. And they had to have hope and faith and believe that there was somebody strong enough to be able to heal them where they could see again. Isn't it amazing in the scriptures, when you see Jesus is able to go where the need is, isn't he? I believe Jesus knew that those two blind men were there. 
And I truly believe that Jesus knew that they had faith and they had trust and they believed in him and that he was going to be able to give them sight back again. And I just love it when he says, what did he say to them? Do you believe that I am able to do this? Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they replied, yes, Lord. I don't believe there was any hesitation there, was there? Yes, Lord, I believe that you can do this. Well, we should rejoice today in knowing that we serve a Savior that has enough strength and power to be able to give sight to the blind. Amen? You know what else? You need to believe that whatever you pray, He is going to do. You need to have that type of faith in your heart and your life. I think sometimes one of the things that we forget, and I do too, sometimes we think things are bigger than God. And we make them so big. And even when we pray to God, we pray to God and we say, God, this is what I need in my, in my heart, my life. I need healing from this. I need direction from this. I need help in this situation in my life. And God, I'm going to turn it over to Him, to, or turn it over to you. But so often when we pray, we doubt, don't we? So often we doubt that there's a, a way out, there's a path out. There's a way that somebody's going to be able to help me to overcome that. When you pray, you need to be able to say, when God looks at you and God speaks to you and He says, do you believe this is going to happen? Because, see, I truly believe that God knows our every thought and every beat of our hearts and everything that goes through our mind. And when we are praying, if we have doubt, we're not understanding the strength and power of God. When you pray, one of the things that you need to ask yourself, every time that you're done praying or before you pray, you should say, do I believe? Do I believe this is going to happen? That'd be a great life lesson to learn, wouldn't it? To say to ourselves, I believe that God can do this. And I believe it without any doubt and without any hesitation. I've often said it, and you've heard other preachers say it. You need to take that prayer to the foot of the cross and what? Leave it there. But many of you are like me. I like to mess with it. I like to go back and revisit it. And I say, God, have you forgot? I believe you're going to do this, God. But what are, what's going on? I thought this would already be done. This would already be over with. But God says it's done in what? His time, not our time. We have to believe before we pray. We have to understand that is what God is answering for us today. What are you struggling with today? What is going on in your life right now that you pray about all the time? What is that that's on your mind all the time? What are you struggling with all the time? What keeps you awake at night? What causes you to have to take an extra high blood pressure pill? What causes you to have those stressors in your life? Well, today I truly believe whatever that is, Christians, this should put a smile on your face. You ready for it? Whatever that is that you're struggling with in your life, I believe today that God is big enough to overcome it. If you're willing to believe that. If you're willing to say to yourself, God, I'm turning it to you. I'm going to allow you to be in control. Next life lesson. Meaning of life. This is a big one. You might want to write this one down. Listen before 
you speak. Boy, whoo! Listen before you speak. Over in Ephesians 4, 29, it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others, uh, up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. When Sheila and I were in college, Mark knows where that was. Believe it or not, Mark and I was at the college at the same time. That was a few years ago. When we was in college over at Lindsey Wilson, we had a speech class. And Sheila and I, of course, guess what? We were in class together. And the teacher said, I want you all to partner up with somebody for a little bit. And guess what? I partnered up with Sheila. And she says, there's two parts of this I would like for you to do. First, for the next five minutes, I want you to be able to talk to your partner, and your partner cannot talk back. Well, that was pretty easy for me. For five minutes, y'all think your preacher could talk for five minutes? I talked to Sheila for five minutes and talked and talked and talked and talked. And guess what she did? She was a very good listener. She didn't say a word to me the whole time I was talking. She just listened to every word I said. Well, that, I, I, I think I got an A for that part, right? But when it turned around the other way, and she had to talk to me for five minutes, and I had to be quiet for five minutes, I am not going to get a good grade in that. Because a lot of you are like me, aren't you? It's hard for you to sit there and not intervene, right? It's hard for you not just to say, well, I've got to give my opinion. No, wait a minute. I think I can do that. But you ever with somebody and you start telling a story, and halfway through the story, they can't listen to your story because i got a story that's better than your story, right? We have a hard time with that, don't we? When I was on radio, one of the things that they told me, never have dead air. Never have dead air because people will turn the station or people will think something's wrong. So we're always used to noise, aren't we? But so often, it would be a whole lot better if we would listen instead of speak. Do you ever... Uh, I asked them in the car this morning if this was okay, and they both said okay in the front. You know, I'm in the back riding. I asked the front drivers if it's okay to say this at church. But have you ever allowed your mouth to override your brain? Have you ever allowed your mouth to override... We all have, haven't we? It just comes up. And we just say it. I've always thought think it'd be great. And I think we could, we could become another millionaire if we could come up with this. Where you could hit the rewind button. Maybe for like 10 seconds. It's all you need, right? Go back 10 seconds and erase those words that you just said so that you don't have to deal with that, right? You can't do that. You can't pause it. And it's amazing that you can say a thousand good things and people never remember those things. You say one bad thing and they're always going to remember it, aren't they? Listen, listen before you speak. I think that's a lesson that we can learn in our lives, in our relationship with God, isn't it? When we're talking to God, there's nothing wrong. I think so often people say, well, Brother Paul, I'm going to pray. What's prayer mean to you? That means that you do all the what? All the talking. And you're talking to God and 
You're telling God all these things, and we just said, you know, that you're believing in what you're praying about, and you believe that's going to be true. But so often, I think we just need to stop and listen and hear what God has to say to us. I believe that still small voice is talking to us all the time, isn't it? He is sharing with us what we need in our life and what He wants to give to us in our life. And we know one thing for sure, that when God is talking to us, He is building us up, not what? Tearing us down. He is building us up and not tearing us down. There's plenty of that tearing down in the world, aren't they? People are wanting to hurt each other. People are wanting to say so many mean things to each other and just destroy each other. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I know Billy Joe's dealt with this with men in sports and different things and all the rest of you that have dealt with coaching and all those type of things. He told me there's a drastic need for officials. And I was like, you know, why? Why is there such... He said they can't get officials because the parents and everybody else say such mean things to them that they don't want to officiate. Folks, that's true in a lot of things in the world today, isn't there? People are afraid of what people's going to say because it tears them down and it cuts to the quick, doesn't it? We as Christians need to say, wait a minute, I'm going to listen. I'm not going to retaliate. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to God. My lesson in my life, no matter what age I am, I am going to listen to God and I'm going to allow God to be in control and I'm going to allow God to give me the words that I need to say after I listen to His will. So listen, learn. Listen before you speak. And last this morning. The meaning of life, before you die, live. Before you die, live. Look over in Matthew 6, uh, 33. But seek first his kingdom and all his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will what? Worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It's always amazing when I, in Sunday school classes, how so often... Nick just got to read my mind, I guess. He's on my sermons when we're, we're, in, we're in Sunday school classes. But so often I think we was talking in Sunday school about this as well. You know, tomorrow is definitely is not a given, is it? All that is given is right when? What? Right now. Wouldn't that be a great life lesson? Because we spend so much of our life not concerned about now. We're just so much concerned about what? Tomorrow, next week, we got our calendars on our phone. Now, Sheila and I figured out that she can put one in her phone, something in her phone, and she can share it with me, and it pops up on my phone about all the things that we've got to do. Most of them are doctor's appointments, but that's okay. All these things we got to do, and all these places we got to go, and we we're, we're always have that. We've got to then, what are you going to do next week? Well, I can tell you, roll them all off, blah, 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 blah. What about today? Live today before you die. Well, that's pretty, oof, sort of right at you, isn't it? Live today. Be glad about today. There's things that are going to happen today that's never going to happen again. 
And there's going to be things that God wants to do for you today that God's not going to ever do again. But seek his first his kingdom and all of his righteousness. So every day, you need to be seeking who? God. Every day, you need to have God in your life and you're living that life that God wants you to live in every day. Because we all know, I know a lot of you here at church will say big amens. A lot of you have been through some days like I've been through some days that you don't know if there's going to be tomorrow. Amen? But you know you still got today. And you have faith and you have trust and you have something else that we've already learned. You believe, right? That God is going to bring you through whatever it is today. Life lessons. Woo! Preach a long time on that, couldn't you? You Go home and read a lot of stuff that the world says are life lessons for you to be able to learn about. But today, where are you? I know, thank, I thank God that we've got all the ages here at church, don't we? we got them babies all the way up. We've got some of you going through school, wanting to get out of school, wanting to do this, wanting to drive the first car, all this type of things. Some of you are in that midlife part where you're raising a family and trying to pay the bills and you're trying to do all these type of times. Some of you are where I am. You're in that other side, in those golden years, I guess you would say. You're having all that, whatever that is. One of the things that we know is for sure we need God in all of them. So today, what do you need God? Where do you need God? Where do you need God to help you? Why do you need to turn over to God and say, God, this is a lesson I need to learn. This is a lesson, God, that I need to receive. God, this is where I need you most. But today, today, you are going to learn a lesson of having Jesus Christ come into your heart and your life. That would be a wonderful lesson to learn, wouldn't it? To receive that spirit. And maybe just turning something, letting go of something. And say, God, I prayed about it a bunch, but I didn't believe it. I didn't believe, God, that you could do it. But now, God, I believe you can. And I'm going to have faith and trust and believe that you can overcome that. I haven't said this for a few Sundays. I guess I should bring it back up. If you'd like to have a lesson learned about where your home church is, we'd love for Bethlehem to be your home church, wouldn't we? We'd love for you to be a new member here at this church. Whatever God has talked to you about today, whatever lesson, hopefully, that you've learned today, make sure before we leave this place, you turn those things over to God. We invite you to come this morning as we have our closing songs.